Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We're a group of friends that love talking comics and all that it entails. Uh, we're based out of Dallas, so you'll hear us talk about how these comics make up a part of our daily lives, including our local comic shop, conventions, and other forms of entertainment. Welcome. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Next Issue Podcast. Uh, a very good shout-out to Allura Edits for that video. I, uh, I, I saw it this week, and I was like, oh, I got to use this for the intro. That looked yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah, that did look great. awesome. That's great. I, um, I did watch it, the first awesome. episode. Me too. Great. Me too. Great, great. I'm so glad because we definitely have to get to it eventually. Uh, yeah. So it's been a little while since we've all been doing this stuff live because life and negative zone yeah. and other commitments and stuff. But we are <laughs> back. Um, and I do want to start with something that uh, before we get into it, we're, we're, this is just going to be kind of a, a freeform show, so feel free to drop some comments in the chat about stuff you're watching, listening to, reading, playing, whatever. Uh, but I wanted to start with a few weeks ago after Comic-Con, we did a reaction video for the Sandman. Uh, as a group, as you can see here, we're all very excited for the trailer. Um, also, I'm making the same post. Yeah, thanks to everyone. This video is like over 1,300 views, which is one of our most watched, like in a very small amount of time. Uh, so we appreciate that. Uh, but uh, we heard you. We we saw the comments. We saw that we are not all knowing. Um, so, so I want to start with a few, with a, with a small, uh, corrections and omissions, uh, segment from the comments of our Sandman video. <laughs> and it, there's nothing, no, no one's being mean or bad spirited about it. They just really feel like they just wanted to let us know, like, Hey, this is, hey, you know, you dummies, that's not what it is. Um, so, uh, let's take a look here real quick. Uh, we do have, this is, I gotta say, I don't, we don't normally get as many comments on this. Um, so yeah, Professor Lupin plays Dr. Destiny, aka John D, who's a character from the uh, and then also I we I don't know, I don't think that we knew we remembered uh Merv's name, uh, Pumpkin Ma Ma Major, Pumpkin, yeah. I think. Um, so there we go, and then somebody let us know that Mark Hamill's voicing that character. So, uh, I oh, we've all seen different amounts of the show to either you know from one episode to maybe I, I might be the one that's the farthest ahead at five uh, i would so think so <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute uh i did see this really cool comment from elliot uh Sibert sweeney uh for the record the idea behind joanna is that neil thought that it'd be better for the outside audience to present joanna constantine and a past joanna constantine instead of a past joanna constantine and a modern john constantine so in the comics uh, the Sandman, I believe, meets Joanna Constantine, who is uh, mm -hmm. an ancestor to the current day Constantine that we all know and love. Uh, yeah, so there's basically two versions of Joanna rather than a, a gender swap version, uh, but she does play pretty much the same role as uh, as as where we know John Constantine from the comics. Uh, now, I, now the one thing I want to say is I've read tweets that it is Constantine. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's how they say it. You're right. I yeah. I apologize for my stupid American accent. <laughs> Man, do you know how often I heard that when I was traveling in Europe this summer? But uh, 
people, it's going to be hard to live with Constantine. People are just climbing on your accent. Yeah, yeah. Like, nah, that's not how you say that, man. No, I'm kidding. Everyone was like beautiful and and and, and nice. So, yeah. And then we also have Trickster here elaborates a little bit. Uh, John is a difficult character to use right now since Matt Ryan's been playing him in so many different projects, both animated and live action. And then they were also working. I don't know if they're still working on this after this week's uh, or this this past few weeks news, but there was a J.J. Abrams working project uh, for the Constantine character for HBO Max. Uh, who knows if that'll ever come to no. fruition now? No, no, um, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe someone will hear me, but J.J. Abrams needs to stop. What is, what is? Hey, well, maybe I think I think it's just J.J. <clears throat> Abrams produced. I don't know that he's like. Like it's like bad robot yeah. as yeah, the yeah, yeah. production company. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if he does do it, I for one want to see John Constantine with more lens flare. So uh, that would be great. That's, um, he he does great copies that are basically the same material someone else has done and never yeah. really you know outdo the original. What if he just calls it House of Mystery Box? No, all right. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is good though. House of Mystery Box would be what he would call it. Yeah. Uh, then also mistakenly, <laughs> I called the volume four season of the witch, which is a song, and the volume is called Seasons of the Mist. I, I the mist. that happens to me all the time. Um, Again, understandably. I mean, I mean, know. I can make mistakes because I'm old as hell. So uh, they're expecting more from you, Daniel, because you're the young kid in town. Oh, boy. I got the Google machine. Uh, <laughs> and then also somebody said, Flick, Flick and Reel, Emma Thompson, Mason Alexander Park, same, same. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were, I think we were talking about Desire at the, at the oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really good. And then uh, Corey also elaborates more on the Constantine uh, thing that we talked about and also Jitter. So. Uh, yeah, and and I've seen the show that Constantine is great in it, so uh, I'm glad. I mean, you know, whatever choice they made, it was the right one. Uh, yeah. So there we go. Uh, if you guys blow up our videos and leave a bunch of comments, we'll probably talk about them uh, on on air. So I, I definitely am on board after the first episode because there were so many moments that were lifted straight from the book that any changes that uh, they want to make, I'm fine with because right now. I feel like I'm just like watching the pages turn on screen. So, you well, guys have both only seen the first episode, right? Yeah. Okay. We're okay. we're doing a slow watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, and I'm I'm trying to watch it with my daughter as well because she's never read the comic, so I want her so, to experience it. What, what did she <clears> think <throat> after the first one? Like not knowing anything about the character. She liked it. She, you know, it was real funny. I thought she would, you know, at the end of it, they give you the this season on Samania and you get like another trailer, yes. essentially. So they show uh, Constantine uh, in that trailer. And I kept waiting for her to geek out because we're big Doctor Who fans. We just watched Clara uh, and she didn't realize it was her. So afterwards, I'm like, you know, that's Clara, right? And she's like, oh, my God, no. But no, <laughs> she, she really dug it. And I did. I did have to tell her because they do a really good job with uh, the Corinthian. You get that one shot of him without his sunglasses on and it's kind of hard to see what's happening. Yeah. So I'm like freaking out and she's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, do you see what his eyes are? And she's like, no, I'm like, 
their mouths. And she's like, uh, and I'm like, I think it's going to get creepier. And she's like, that's okay. <laughs> so their mouths with a full set of teeth. Like for teeth, some reason, it's the, all teeth. The, it's the teeth. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do like, I agree with, with clay, like seeing the stuff that I know from the comic appearing on screen was great. I really liked the adjustments to the structure a bit mm -hmm. because it seemed to tie a lot more of it together. I don't think I could be wrong. Someone correct me. I don't think in the original comic, he's left the dream realm to track down Corinthian when he gets captured. Right. I think he's just captured. I, Am yeah, I wrong yeah, about that? I, I, okay. I, I thought that I thought that they had added some extra context for the capture. Yeah. So, yeah. Because so that, that's the pages I rem I remember the overhead shot of him. Yeah. Yep. In the circle. Which oh, then, that's and, beautiful. And then the shot mm -hmm. of him kind of going into the light and being pulled out. I was like, wow, those are just like page for page shots. Yeah. That makes yep. that makes sense for a TV audience where like you have yep. to kind of give them an antagonist immediately, almost right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the comics, I feel like there was a lot more freedom. Also, fun fact that probably you guys already knew, maybe not. Uh, um, and here's it was kind of a roundabout way that I came to this. So I was on TikTok and I saw a conversation between Neil Gaiman uh, and uh, they didn't do it on TikTok. Somebody just reposted it there, but it was Neil Gaiman talking to George R. R. Martin, thanking him because of for Sandman. So yeah. a few weeks ago. Uh, Marvel released a, a comic called Wild Cards, which is an adaptation of George R. R. Martin's anthology series of his his take on or well, his and other creators take on superheroes that that kind of they put together in a book. And Neil pitched Sandman to George R. R. Martin to be included in Wild Cards. Oh wow! It down. Yeah. And then after that, he ended. You know, it all ended up going on Vertigo and stuff. So Neil. Was think every time that you know he goes back and thinks about it, he thanks George R. R. Martin for the success of Sandman because I don't know that it would have been the same in uh, you know in written like uh, without the without the visual of the comic book storytelling. Yeah, or or even like I, I haven't read the Wildcard series, but are there do the character stories continue over each volume? Because if not, is he cramming all that into one short story, mm -hmm. which? He needs the space of a hundred issues, or however many. It was like some of them do continue stories because they're all. Oh, do like, they? Okay. Yeah, I I remember reading it back back in the day, but it was like you would have these kind of like here's a hero and here's his story, and then maybe later he would appear like mm. with another character. Ah, uh, okay. It was it was a very like he painted a very different world than like Marvel and DC with his heroes. Yeah. So it was, yeah. it was yeah. very. I mean, I would love to see someone try to bring that to screen because it would just not be a superhero movie. It would just have superheroes in it. I, I would say, because I said I didn't know anything about that until I read that comic. Uh, maybe check out the comic to see if it's your cup of tea, and then maybe if you want to go follow that to the books, you probably can. I uh, also want to address uh, Larry Kim in the chat. Uh, conceptually, I enjoyed The Sandman, and I really want a season two. It was hard to keep up at times, though. Uh, but I mean, did he binge or did he just watch like one episode? I'm gonna say just Leonard is always very active watching TV. I'm gonna think that a lot of the stuff like pretty quickly uh, watched it through. That's why I'm I'm watching like one every uh, every few days, which is why I'm only at five after a couple of weeks of it being out. Um, I gotta say every episode gets better. 
like then the I like wow. I get to the That's end of, awesome. of one and I'm like, oh, that was really good. <clears throat> and then I finish the other one and I'm like, oh my god, that was even better. Uh, so so far that that trend hasn't stopped at episode five, um, and and because I haven't read the books in so long and I haven't read all the volumes, I don't really know like how far we are in the run or anything. Uh, I think I think if we get to, I don't think we'll get as far as seasons of the mist. I think that's something they would leave for season two, uh, but I don't know how much they compressed into these ten episodes. I mean, just from the like what I know about like the cast <clears throat> and the trailer they showed at the end, it r- seems to be mainly the first two volumes, right? So it's yeah. it's uh, Dream Country and uh, the the first volume. Because I think the the Trailers third volume has a yeah. The third volume is a collection of kind of like loose. Like yeah, it's shot, like right? kind of one shots, right? Yeah. So um, let's uh, let's let's go spoilers a little bit into the first episode. So spoilers for the Sandman, only the first episode. I'll uh, I'll you know we'll talk about the rest of it once we're all finished with it. We'll probably have a full Sandman episode in the future. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, real quick, the premise. Uh, this what, what's the name of the family? Like this this uh, the is- endless. No, no, no. Sorry, this family of wizards on Earth, like they, oh, uh, they're trying to capture death uh, to yeah. bring back. Uh, this dude's trying to bring back his son, and he convinces all these other powerful people, like, yeah, you know, if we capture death, we can have her do our bidding or whatever, give us back all the people she's taken. Uh, they mistakenly trap Dream, uh, who is the king of uh, Dreamland. What's it called? Uh, the Dreaming. The Dreaming. Thank you, Dreamland. That's Kirby's. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I gotta say that opening shot of uh, the dreaming, uh, like it, it's very colorful, kind of like what we have in the background today. Yeah, uh, it's really cool. Like just walking, like going in all the way to the castle, and then coming in, seeing all the characters. I was a little put off by that at first, but I realized at the end why they had to show that because they they had to have the contrast, right? Yeah. But at first, it's like I don't remember, like I don't remember the dreaming looking like this from the comic, right? It felt much more like fantastical. Uh, but anyway, sorry, God. <laughs> yeah, Leonard finished just Friday night. Okay, <laughs> finished it Friday night. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, um, so then that that's kind of happens, and then uh, because so Dream has uh, his sand. His helm and his helm looks so cool in live action. It does. Um, even even him trying to like take it off after he yeah. captures them and just like uh, it was it was amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, and his his ruby are the sources of his power, mm-hmm. uh, and so he gets that taken away from him. He gets captured. A hundred years pass, uh, and then at the end, there's a whole lot that happens in between. But at the end of the episode, when he finally is free. Uh, and then kind of like you guys mentioned, the reason he was in, in the in our realm was to bring back one of his nightmares, the Corinthian, which yep. what a cool concept that he create. He just creates dreams, whether they become nightmares or not. Like, you know, he doesn't have a lot of insight into what they end up becoming. But but like he just creates dreams. Right. And and, and now the Corinthian kind of wants to do his own thing. He escapes to the to our realm where where he has his own powers and stuff. Um so, and then he gets free at the end and then comes back to the dreaming. Uh, a lot of his dreams have left and it's pretty much been kind of destroyed by time because it was about a hundred years that he was gone. Uh, so, but man, I love, uh, what's the name of his assistant? Lucian. Uh, yeah, really, really oh. cool. 
really just, great. Just, just the ears, like the little touches of, of yeah. the yeah. from the book. I love it. Yeah. All of the all of the casting so far, and I'm really excited to see Death too. All of the casting has been great, and I want to make a confession. And the confession is this, and I, I've been sitting on this until I watched the series. I was not sold on the main actor as oh, Dream. Tom he looked, yeah, he looked so pretty and <laughs> young, and hearing his voiceover is what sold me on it because yeah, I knew that that would be the hardest thing to do would be the voice, right? How do you make dream sound? So he sounds otherworldly and stoic and kind of cold and aloof. Um, dude nails it. Absolutely nails it. Yeah. And then yeah. there is a few shots of him in like the glass, you know, uh, container, the, the, yeah. the, the cage, and at one point I turned to my daughter and I said, they're doing an amazing job making him look pale. Like it comes up in the comic, but when you think of live action, I just figured they wouldn't care about it. Right. But no, that dude is skinny and pale. I mean, and I'm sure they did something with CGI or lighting or whatever, but he's perfect. Like I was so impressed with him as dream. He's so he, good. He, all they needed to show was him just brooding in that. Bubble. Yeah of glass yeah. and that paid off because it looked like the character right out of the books and the voice was just perfect yeah there's you know, there's what oh sorry go I, I do want to tell you the funniest thing i've heard is uh shelby works with uh, uh i'm gonna i'm gonna call them a bunch of kids they're in their 20s uh <laughs> who have watched sandman and they believe the inspiration for uh for sandman is twilight uh, they go, oh, oh God, don't do like this to me. Right out of Twilight. And we're just like, you know, this book was written way before that, that turd novel. And, uh, and so she, she just has to shake her head because they're obsessed with the idea that this main character is uh, 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 based on Twilight's vampires. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, well, you know, and that's one change they made that. In watching it, I realized they had to make is for some reason like cemented in my brain was the fact that in the original issue he's he's trapped for sixty years, right? Well, you can't do that and keep the time frame where it begins during World War One. That's when their sons die. So right. now it's a hundred years, which kind of works out a little better, you know, in terms right. of just a nice round time. But yeah, um, but is, is there anything from the first episode that you guys were like? I don't know, really enjoyed or, or maybe some things that you didn't like as much. I don't know. I mean, the story played out so well, the visuals, the production work on the building and even yeah. just the glass case he had to sit in was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I want, I want to let it stand on its own, but I also want to refer to the original material and everything's just good so far. I mean, there's no, no complaints from the first episode at all. I yeah. Mean, no. It, I, it it almost feels like panel. Like it feels like this was just a a storyboard for it. Right. Yeah. Right. I which say, which again, I get a little nervous about. Right. You guys know me. I'm I'm the type. If it if you're just going to recreate the comic page for page, cough Zack Snyder. Um, <laughs> just go just go read the comic. But I think the thing is that Gaiman is clearly adapting this for a TV series and he, and he has so much experience doing it now, right. With good omens. And that I, I, I can see where he's thinking about 
we're transferring this story and these characters to a new medium and that's okay. Even the little moments that were homages to the original art, like him stuck in the circle, which I mean, it looks like a Sam Keith drawing. It's beautiful. Right. Um, Those seem like nods, not re like, not we're literally recreating the comic. Yeah. You know? So, and I'm just glad he waited this long. Cause I mean, I remember back in the nineties when it was at its peak, there were constant rumors there was going to be a Sandman movie. There's going to be a Sandman movie. This should not be a movie, right? It needs to be a series. It needs that space. It needs that now, breath. At one point, there was going to be a movie, and Sandman was going to be played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm-hmm. Do y'all remember that cast? I do remember that. And that's not bad casting, honestly. That oh, dude no, he's probably a great actor, but after yeah. seeing this guy, dude. Mm-hmm. I do like that. Well, it's funny that obviously in the comics we also have references to Wesley Dodds, who's yep. the Sandman. Uh, he like he's affected by Dream not being around, like the rest of the people. Obviously, that's not something they bring up in the series. Because I will, I will be a bit bummed if he doesn't show up or the nineteen seventy Sandman who I think shows up in is it issue three? It's it's like issue three or four as he's as he's regathering all the all the um, items that he needs. One of the items is owned and corrupted by one of the other Sandmen from the 1970s. Yeah. Um, So you could just really follow along with the book. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You really can. I love this. I love this because it it was very much in the sequence in the show when, when he, when he finally gets inside of like, he gets one of the guards to fall asleep. And they go to the beach, and and like this whole sequence happens. Yep. Uh, really, really cool stuff. Uh, this is this is all on DC Infinite. So if if you have that service and you want to go read the the comic, I recommend it. Also, DC has been reprinting the shit out of all these. Like yeah. Anything Sandman has been getting so many reprints <clears throat> right now. Uh, so make sure to go check that out. Check your local library. I'm sure they got some copies. Oh heck! I mean, in fact, and and. I said this to you during the comic book club when we met Thursday night, when I was at my friendly local comic book store, they had sitting just on the counter when you checked out reprints of issue one for free. DC just reprinted the first issue, which is brilliant because like you're showing Daniel, it tracks so closely with the first episode. So it's Mm -hmm. like, go read the inspiration for that episode and just keep watching and hopefully keep reading. So it's so long. I didn't realize it was 41 pages for the first issue. I didn't realize that either. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, cool. Well, uh, so there's there's the salmon coverage for now. Like I said, yeah. we'll keep talking about it. Uh, we'll we'll probably revisit this once we're all finished. Um, the only thing I'll say about one of the episodes farther ahead is that Wendell and Christie is an amazing casting for Lucifer. Uh, so I can't wait to see the rest of the. If you know, as more as more of the characters from the comic show up, uh, um, it'll be cool to kind of compare and and probably go back and I think I'm probably gonna reread the first few volumes after, um, after the series after I watch the full series. I think that would be kind of neat. And if I have time, then maybe I'll make a video about it. So sounds good. Sounds good. I'll I'll, I'll say as well. There are moments in the first issue of the comic that. Gaiman, I think, smartly took out. Yeah. So for so for instance, one of the uh the sleepers, um, 
has something just really awful happen to her when she's sleeping and he took that out and I was really glad. So, yeah, I think they've done a very smart job in changing some things. They know that this is a comic that came out a long, long time ago. Yeah. Uh, So it's good to refocus it and maybe recalibrate it for today's audience. Uh, Larry Kim in the chat. I love Tom Ellis, but Wendell and Christie was a fantastic cast and Lucifer. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I mean, I love Tom Ellis too. I love that Lucifer as well. I think, they both bring different. They they're they're Lucifer's from different volumes of the comics. Like <laughs> right, Tom Ellis is his Lucifer is from way forward in the future where uh, he's a different character. He has different motivations of what what he's doing, what he's doing. So yeah, yeah. So I think I think they're both great. I would love to for them to maybe meet at some point somewhere for some reason. Um, but but yeah, we'll keep you we'll keep you appraised. Um, all right. Well, now that we are done with that, uh, I do want to touch on real quick another one of the big things that we finally all seen, and we'll have a, a full episode about uh, <laughs> Thor: Love and Thunder. But Josh just watched it recently. Clay watched it in between last time. I think we did live, and this time, yeah. And then I've seen it before. Uh, I can't wait. It should be coming to Disney Plus by the end of the month, maybe. That makes sense. Their, yeah. They keep to their schedule that they've been doing. Uh, but uh, just real briefly, no spoilers or anything. Uh, what did you guys think about Thor: Love and Thunder? Loved it. Same, I loved it. I, I mean, you could enjoy Jason Aaron's run and watch this and get two different stories that are equally as great. Yeah, I personally would love to have seen Christian Bale as a big bad, like maybe in two movies, because I think. Gore is a great character and he does it so well. Yeah. Um, I know they kind of veered away from the look, but I kind of wish I know there's some uh, pre-production art that showed him from the original comics with the tentacles and everything and the fangs, but they just said it looked too much like Baltimore. Right. I, I mean, that just sucks because I just think that seeing Christian Bale kind of like when he's like messing with Thor, like just sitting in the makeup, he just, oh, I think he would have been chilling. I think I think they missed a great opportunity for that. But he's still a great actor, so you just kind of are mesmerized by his words and actions. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I agree also with Leonard. I don't, I, I, that was the first thing I said. I do not get the hate for Love and Thunder. It was, it, it, it does this, I think, really difficult thing that uh, Taika's really good at doing, which is combining fun and humor with very heartfelt and very touching moments. I mean, it yeah. just, the end of that just hits you like a, like a punch in the gut. Um, again, no spoilers, but it's, it's just, it's a, it's a great movie. And yeah. Christian Bale pulls off a bad guy who now is easily in the top three of big bads for the MCU. You know, it's still, it's still Killmonger at the top, yeah. um, you know, uh, Thanos gore. I mean, it just, it's, it just it's really really good he has understandable ish motivations um the gods have forsaken him and he just says no more i mean it's you know yeah i love it i mean just that idea that like and and in the book he seems to draw it out more like no matter where he goes uh it, it he feels like he's forsaken and so there's this little bit of a journey that he goes through that I feel like would have been great on screen. But again, 
both work great and Taika does it so well that you just need what he gives you. So here's a question for you guys, since you know much more recent superhero comics than I do. Is this the most recent Marvel run to be adapted into the MCU? I think so. I think it is now. Yeah, because this is this is I mean, this is from the past ten within the past ten years. This is I was gonna out. say it's pretty recent, right? I mean yeah. was I this mean, the start of Aaron's run on Thor? Uh, or was this no. like in the middle? Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. His uh, the the Thor um, God, God of Thunder was the original. Was the first thing that he started writing. Yep. Okay. Um. So I, I will say, if you're not a fan of Taika's humor, I understand why you wouldn't like this movie because this movie, it's even more than Ragnarok was. So if if that's not your jam, then you're definitely not gonna enjoy this as much. So I can see that. Uh, Leonard Kim says it's the MCU rom-com, uh, even though he needed. I agree. I mean, that whole sequence of them remembering, like, you know, when they flash back to their relationship. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then the last thing I want to touch on on God Thor, uh, Love and Thunder is they released this uh, concept art of um, the omnipotence. Uh, uh, oh, wow. Look at that. Galactus. Really cool, really cool stuff. We see a Galactus. We see somebody that looks like the Sidorak, the the mm. the god that powers the gem that powers the juggernaut uh to me this looks like it could be hades or Ares uh at the top Ooh, yeah uh and then we have some more stuff that i won't get into just for spoilers uh is but, but don't we also see Ares in uh ragnarok is one of the faces on the building with beta ray bill isn't Ares one there too oh maybe yeah, I don't remember that. I mean, I remember the faces. I don't remember that it, if it was Ares or not. Okay. Uh, so, but it could be Hades just because his his uh, mask helmet is closed off. I think Hades wears that much more. Uh, but yeah, really cool concept art. Obviously, not everything came to pass, but uh, just interesting of the ideas that they would initially play around with, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I think the fact that Galactus's chair isn't as big as this guy's over here. Like, yeah. Yeah. A little. God, I, 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 I can't wait to see Galactus in the MCU. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I think it's well, and I do want to give a shout out because it seemed like, again, this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer, but it seemed like it was just thrown in for Taika to be Taika. But yeah. Russell Crowe as Zeus is just, I know we're not supposed to like Russell Crowe anymore, but holy God, <laughs> the guy is, the guy is just, he is, eating the scenery and having so much fun it is yeah. great he is yeah. wonderful and then they're able to tie it in to a bigger mcu thing which i thought was great so oh yeah um but uh yeah it was it was so much fun i loved it i you know haters go haters to the left haters <laughs> to the left there you go um all right cool wait well, that's right finish... shit there you go that way <laughs> stage left uh stage left. yeah Let's get into uh, the what's going to be really the main of our show, uh, previously on Next Segment, uh, where we're just going to kind of catch up. It's been a few weeks since we've all been together. Uh, there's been a lot of media released. Oh, so much. Specifically on like that one Friday in August, the August 4th, I think. It's like everything came out that weekend. Uh, it almost feels like... Um, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll kick things off because I do want to talk about something very... 
it's gonna be weird that I'm starting with this, but yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I, I yeah, I'm moving stuff around from the notes. Okay. Yesterday, yesterday I had a double feature uh, because I was going to an event at night, uh, so I had never seen an American Werewolf in London. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. That was wow. my first watch. Very famous John Landis film. Uh, probably mm-hmm. one of the best transformation scenes in put in in, in film. The best um, werewolf movie, period. Yeah. Uh, or or hmm. even, that was the movie, because I saw it before I ever saw Evil Dead, that proved to me that horror could be grimly funny. And yeah. just his friend slowly decomposing every yeah. time he shows up. I just, I remember as a kid laughing, thing like, I shouldn't be laughing at this, but it's so funny, you know? So Yeah, Griffin uh, Dunn with a giant head wound opening, carrying across <laughs> his chest, and he's just chatting with him. Yeah, yeah love it. Love it. It's really, really interesting. Um, I enjoyed the movie a lot. I can see why people keep talking about this movie all the time. Uh, <laughs> one thing, I didn't really connect with the main guy, like the main character. I didn't connect with him all, like a lot. So I feel like, I, I don't know, I feel like that took away from maybe a little bit of my enjoyment because I'm like, I'm supposed to be following this guy around, but he kind of keeps doing the wrong thing at all, every stop, right? Like him and his friend. I don't want to say it was their fault because the people at the bar definitely should have given him a heads up. Like, yeah, uh, hey, there's a, or like, just stay here for the night. Don't die out there with, because it's not like they benefited, right? It's not like the, it's not like they're supposed to like give a sacrifice to these werewolves or whatever the case. Um, I, I almost would have liked it a little bit if they took some time to elaborate more on the pentagram and like, what is that like? Is that protection for the bar? Like, like mm. even if they said it after they leave the bar, like, but they never come back to it. Yeah, know? I don't think it's it's mainly about him. It's him yeah. living through being a werewolf. Yeah, yeah. So and and once once we get to that part of the movie, it's great. Uh, I will say I don't know that uh, that nurse should have let let him just kind of move in. Uh, <laughs> But it was it, the 80s. That's just what happened in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it is good commentary, too, on just, like, how good of healthcare they have in the UK. Because uh, <laughs> the people was in the hospital for, like, weeks. Like, it took, yeah. a, right, almost a month because we got to the next yeah. one. So, yeah, yeah good point. I yeah. ask him about a bill or anything. It was just like, here you are, sir. What do you need? You need one of our nurses to kind of hang out with you for a while? Sure. I'll send her in. Um, <laughs> Please tell me you at least watched like the making of his transformation scene and how oh, they did it. Yeah, no, I've seen. I'm tell- that scene. I've seen it on like video yeah. essays on YouTube and stuff like. Um, but I didn't. But I had never seen the actual film. You'll be surprised what other film I had never seen. You, you didn't have the context for it, so yeah. But yeah. the reason I watched that movie is because I was going to the live taping of How Did This Get Made. Uh, it was at the Winspear Opera House here in Dallas. Uh, they're doing their tour. I, I love that podcast. And when I saw that they were on tour, I was going to go regardless of whatever they were watching. Uh, <laughs> but they were doing An American Werewolf in Le- in Paris, which is Ooh. a movie that sucks. Oh, it, it sucks. With, so with, shockingly, a great cast. Like, yeah, how did Julie that happen? Delphi is- I know. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> so I will say... It was a it was a fun experience watching the movie because it was so bad, like just kind of like I was like, huh, this is like a peak. It was a peak '90s movie with like <laughs> with all the bad, but also some of the fun stuff that like 
and that was all the music I grew up watching. Like all the needle drops really hit because that was all the music I was except the Smash with. Mouth. Except the Smash Mouth song. That one is just fun to clown on. <laughs> Smash but, Mouth is in American Werewolf in Paris. Yeah, I think so. They draw I think that's we were they were talking about you, that yesterday a lot. So you, you show me a movie from the nineties that does not have Smash Mouth in it. And I <laughs> and I will show you a movie that does not exist. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. So but you're right. The, the cast is super stank. I mean you have the, Tom Everett Scott, Julie Duffy. Uh, and then we have Julie Bowen shows up as this like unhinged character that uh, I like her more after she dies. Spoilers for this movie, I guess. Uh, <laughs> no, don't watch she's... this movie. Terrible. Yeah, please don't. Go I read it <laughs> If you have a bunch of friends and just want to put something bad on and clown on it, this is perfect yeah. for that. Uh, uh, like, like, and that's the reason we were doing it, right, for the podcast. Same, but I didn't want to go in with no context of what they were talking about. Um, I, I normally don't go back and rewatch the movies that they're going to talk about, but since this one was live, um, talk but, about the CGI in it. It's so bad. I, how can a movie that was made 13 years later than the original be worse at what the first movie did the best? I don't know. Rick understand. Baker worked on the original and they used computers on the second one. Yeah. I don't understand. Practical effects, kids. They work. <laughs> the wolves. The wolves look bad. The whole concept of these dudes are trying to bungee jump of the Eiffel Tower, which makes no sense because you would just hit the the, the lower right. level. It's shaped yeah. like this. Where are you going to hit? I mean, <laughs> it's not a straight up and down. And there's yeah. a CGI shot where it goes down, and you're in the camera is the POV of it looking at, and it's so bad. Like I just remember that shot, and I was like. <laughs> They spent money and sold this to us as if it was going to be good. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's dumb. Uh, like I said, if you're going to watch it for the podcast, it's probably it's, it'll be okay, so you can get more context of it. But but the experience itself, it was nice. Um, they they had a, a they requested that you wear a mask, so like there was I would say about half the people were wearing masks, which was okay. I was in a section that was not too crowded because I didn't, I didn't want to sit all the way at the front because I knew that was going to be the the hot zone uh, for just a lot of people. Uh, I will say I like the Winespear Opera House. Like it's really nice. It's really it it's really funny because like some people really dressed up because they were going to the Opera House, and then some other people realized this is I'm just going to see the How Did This Get Made podcast. I'm gonna <laughs> right, wear right. shorts and, and and tennis shoes, right? Um. Uh. So yeah, it's really interesting. Even they were surprised at how nice of a venue. They had booked for this for the show because if you've been to the opera house, they have like this whole chandelier thing that goes up and down, and yeah, uh, there's like balcony. I mean, it, it's an opera house. Uh, That's nice. So, um, so yeah, that was that was really fun. Um, if, if you follow me on social media, I posted some pictures and stuff. Uh, so I can't wait for the episode to come out um, because I think if you enjoy that podcast, you'll enjoy. It was they said it was one of their longest episodes they've done. Obviously, they, they cut stuff out that never makes it into a thing. So, but we'll no. see. Uh, uh, so, we do have a quick question in the chat uh, from Man Cave Theater. Uh, what is everyone's reaction to Last Night in Soho? I haven't I have watched not seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet either. Sorry, Man Cave. Uh, maybe we'll put it on the list and talk about it in the next in the next few episodes. But I know it's on HBO Max. It's been on Hulu as well for a while. Yeah. Uh, I want to watch it because I love Edgar Wright. Uh, I heard mixed uh, reactions. Anya Taylor Joy. 
Yeah, and it's Hello Joy. I heard mixed reactions from it, which is what kind of like led me to not have to watch it right away. Uh, but I'm sure it'll, you know, we'll get to it eventually for sure. Um, so I'm going to pass it on to Clay and we'll just kind of go around the horn uh, talking about things. Uh, okay. Uh, I will jump to another movie that is just incredibly terrible. And so if you have a bunch of friends that want to watch, it's free on YouTube. It's called Hamburger the Movie. <laughs> <laughs> For, for my other podcast with uh, with Mark for Unsocial Spectators, we're doing 1986. So while looking for 1986 movies, I found this gem on YouTube. Uh, the link the link is in the show notes, but you can find it pretty easily. But this was a I don't know why it was created, but essentially back in the 80s, everyone kind of was still doing these kind of weird sex comedies, and so. McDonald's University was this big story about how if you worked at McDonald's, you would go to McDonald's University. And if you bought a franchise, you would go there and they would train you on the way to make burgers at McDonald's. And so this is a story about a group of misfits who go to, I mean, it's, it's, it's police Academy. It's all those kind of bad movies. And it's so bad. I mean, I just can't tell you how bad it is. It's just terrible. It has the worst soundtrack, has the worst actors. The plot is the guy's like in his 30s. He has to graduate to get an inheritance, which was the plot of a lot of 80s movies. Like, apparently, I thought I was going to get old and have to, like, go do things <laughs> to get an inheritance. And it's just, it's hilarious because it's so bad. But I really recommend it for a group of people, if you love to riff and joke on things, this is a prime trash film. And I enjoyed the heck out of it because it was so bad. Nice. Uh, real quick, uh, my buddy Carlos in the chat, watch Day Shift on Netflix. Jamie Foxx is a, vamp is a vampire hunter. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. He saw it last night. It is exactly what it looked like. You know, <laughs> that's, that's all you can ask for with these movies for Netflix. Like, just give me what you promised me in the trailer, and then we'll be all right. Um, yeah, someone, and hey, someone said that Netflix is doing it right because they're doing B movies with A actors. I, I was going to say, you put Jamie Foxx in anything. I'll go see it. Even that movie where he's like a fighter pilot. I don't care about fighter pilots. I like Jamie Foxx. I'll go watch him do it, you know? Oh, so with the, with the plane that flies itself? I believe so. It's it's basically <laughs> Firefox, like, remade, right? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> they, I'll pitch one other one that I watched on YouTube because I loved this movie as a kid. As a kid, I was a skateboarder. And it, uh, thrashing is in nine parts on YouTube, starring Thanos himself, Josh Brolin, as one of his first roles. And there's another another star in it is Sherilyn Finn, pre pre Twin Peaks. Oh my Sherilyn God! Finn. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. So what it had, what I read about this was fascinating because Josh Brolin actually turned down the role of Tom. Uh, is it Tom Holland in uh, 21 Jump Street? Is that Johnny Depp's character's name? Ooh, I don't uh, remember. That, that's I'll, like a 30-year-old memory I'm pulling. But uh, Josh Brolin was going to be the star of 21 Jump Street, turned it down. Sherilyn Finn was hired to be in Thrashing with Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp was going to play the lead role, but the producers wow. would not approve him. So they replaced him with Josh Brolin. And it just has the 
it has montages, it has bad 80s music, it has bad 80s romance music as they make out to, it has uh, plot holes everywhere. The first appearance of the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers performing in a, it, yeah, they're, they're a band in it. It has Devos on the soundtrack. I mean, the music is fantastic, but some of the sound, some of the uh, music they use in the movie for it are really bad. There's a, a thrashing theme song by Meatloaf that is only available in the movie. They like never released it anywhere else. But uh, I loved skateboarding, and this was my skateboarding motivation. We would, I would go to my buddy's house. We would watch Thrashing, and we would watch Rad, and then we would go out and ride our boards. And it was so great to watch this again because I just loved the hell out of it, and I was so glad to find it on YouTube that uh, Shelby's going to go find a Blu-ray for me. Nice. Nice. Nice, very cool. How, how, how have we never talked before about the fact we were both skateboarders? Uh, as kids, so. <laughs> because uh, because I, I'm old and decrepit and I don't even think about trying to ride a skateboard anymore unless it has a Dude, chair. I tried like eight years ago. It did not go well, let me tell you. <laughs> I missed yeah, it. I watched that whole movie and I was like, I want to get a board. I, I could do it. I can ride again. Yeah. Blaming Man the cave. cube. It was funny. That was my, when Clay posted this to our Discord, my very first reaction was, are you going to watch Gleaming the Cube next? Which, if you don't know, young Christian Slater, skateboarder, solves murder mystery. So, so. Man Cave Theater posted this comment, and I was like, oh, this one's not for me. This one's for y'all. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> I don't know what the hell G the Cube is. Uh, cool. Very, very rad, uh, Clay, I'll say. <laughs> Um, like all I can think about is that those movies <laughs> you guys were probably what like uh, breaking and stuff were to like the people that would break dance and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it was just yeah, it was so. Four was the year of uh, breaking, breaking two, and Beat Street. So yeah. all three movies came out in the same year. You know, yeah. Clay would go, Clay would go to his friend's house, watch Trashin', and then go skateboard. Some people would go watch Breaking and then pull out the cardboard, drop it on the floor. Yeah. Um, cool. All right, Josh, let's uh, talk about a few things you. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. I, I will keep the uh, bad movie train going. Um, I uh, I was. Uh, I've just been watching kind of weird, random. I've been in a 70s mood lately. I don't know why. So, for instance, um, when I'm home alone, I'll just watch like crappy movies because i know to mock me no no <laughs> um but uh so i i finally watched the second of the two cold check made for tv movies uh written by richard matheson famous for uh uh last man on earth yeah Twilight yeah or the original um what's the novel that that that's based on Last Man on Earth. It's uh, uh oh, I am Legend. I am Legend. Thank you. Um, the first Kolchak movie, which is the Night Stalker, Stalker, I think, yeah, is really good. Like really, really, really good. It's very slow paced, but good. The second one, it's very clear. Still by the the same team, but it's very clear that they're picking up the pace or adding a little bit more humor into it. It's called the Night Strangler. And um, it's okay. It's not as good, but they're clearly setting up what would then become Kolchak the Night Stalker TV show. Um, so 
I watched that. Vampires in Vegas. Well, that's the first one. The second one's in Seattle, of all places. So, hey, yeah. hey, Twilight showed us that's a better place for vampires. <laughs> oh, God Twilight damn you. Twilight showed us nothing. You kids in your Twilight. Um, but uh, but the the other 1970s movie I, I watched, I actually, because it just got remastered on Blu-ray, and I, I ordered it, and then I threw it up on my Plex and told the guys it's there if they want to watch it, was the 1978 Doctor Strange made for TV movie yes. starring some Rain. guy with a porn star mustache and Jessica Walters, who kills in it. She is great. She's really good. Peter Hooch. Kids, she played Peter uh, Hooch. Peter yeah. Hooch. Yeah, she's from Arrested Development and played Lucille Bluth. Lucille One. Yep. <laughs> Lucille One. She she also plays uh Archer's mom in Archer, but um she, she, she's amazing. And, and I will say this for that movie. Until they get to the stuff that has to require special <laughs> effects, it's really good. It's not bad at all. The The pacing is great. The acting is great. Even the main guy is great. I mean, they, they because they always did in the 1970s. I don't know why Marvel did this. They change his uh, origin, of course. He's not a... He, he's a psychologist. He's like a social worker, kind of. Um, and uh, he he never hurts his hands. He's, he's not a surgeon. It, it's a weird kind of whole sort of backstory thing. But the cast is fantastic. And there's some stuff in there I really love. Like, for instance, um, damn it, Clay, help me. I'm totally blanking on names. Who's, who's, his, who's his assistant? Oh, Wong. Uh, Wong, right. Yeah. Uh, Wong. The actor playing Wong is Asian, but what's great is uh, they they don't use any of the stereotypes. And there's one moment that I really loved in it, which is um, you have to basically watch the whole movie to see Stephen Strange become Doctor Strange. Like, he's not. There's another uh, older guy who's like the... Uh, uh, the Sorcerer Supreme. I mean, the, the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, thanks. And his assistant is Wong. And there's one moment where he's like, he gets up and he, the, the old guy, and he comes downstairs and Wong has made him breakfast. And he's like, Wong, what are you doing? He's like, I made you breakfast. Eat. He's like, Wong, you are my friend and you are my colleague. You are not my butler. And he's like, whatever. I made you breakfast. Eat it. Right. So there's these like little moments that I thought for the 70s were very clearly thinking about we. Yeah, well, we've got to we've got to walk this path carefully, right? Uh, you know, we 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 don't want any sort of you know old fashioned stereotypes or anything. Um, and and the actor playing him is great as well. I mean, the the whole cast is really good. It just when you get to the moment where he enters the astral plane for the first time, they basically rip off every opening to Doctor Who. It is it is the same exact shot. It is like the time tunnel, right? And then you just see Doctor Strange like flipping around in it like this. I mean, it gets it gets the special effects are bad, but they make a very very concerted effort to make a good movie. It's not terrible. Um, so if you're like, I I just wanted to go see, and, and even I was reading that when this got made, uh, Stanley felt like it was the best portrayal of a Marvel property on the screen. And unfortunately what happened was the, uh, the network put it up against roots, 
which if you know <laughs> if you know anything about Roots, when they adapted Alex Haley's novel about the history of slavery in the U.S., it was a phenomenon in the U.S. when it aired. And so it was like, there was no way people were going to watch Doctor Strange when Roots is on at the same time. So Yeah, that, um, that was so big. I mean, we don't have TV yeah. moments like we did back then. And Roots no, not at all. Biggest. Yeah. But that so, picture anyway. of young Jessica Walters. Yeah. Morgan Le Fay, like, she looked yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got to say, I love the choice to give Doctor Strange a perm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's, seriously, there are moments in it where he's just walking around and I'm like, I am just waiting for the clothes to come off. This is a porn movie from the 70s. I don't know yeah. what is happening right now. Maybe, maybe so. we, we will at some point revisit the, you know, when Daredevil meets the Hulk. Uh, when Thor has a, I think Thor and the, uh, is it, yeah, Thor and uh, the Hulk also do something together. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. That's the one I just rewatched. It was streaming on one of the free streaming channels. And I just threw it on in the background. I was doing laundry. I'm sure um, I would love to revisit some of the old Spider-Man flicks. I, you know, those are really hard to find. I really wouldn't mind rewatching those. Um, uh, they, there are some available on YouTube. Are there? Okay. Yeah, yeah cool. because I was able to find some of them because I started to put a playlist together of them. Nice. All right. Cool. Yeah, I'll have to um, track those down. I, since right. you're talking about Doctor Strange, I will pitch that uh, Doctor Mordred is a movie on Mystery Science Theater that was originally supposed to be a Doctor Strange movie. Uh, but Jeffrey Combs plays him. It's pretty great, but they do they do a great riff on it. So check out uh, Dr. Mordred as well. It's, it's funny. When I learned that fact, I also tried watching Dr. Mordred. And I would I would make the argument the 78 Dr. Strange movie is better. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I just like Jeffrey Combs. So it's like, yeah, no, that's fine. that's fine. I'm all in. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. I'm going to take the lead again. We'll come back to you guys in a second again. Uh, so. Uh, and hop in if you with any of this stuff. So we the the movie Prey recently released uh, on Hulu. This is I want to watch it. The latest installment uh, on um, on the Predator franchise. Uh, so as we were leading up to it, I realized that I don't think I've seen many of the Predator movies. Oh, so I've then seen I, them all, and I, I went ahead and did. I went ahead and did that. Uh, so I watched, <laughs> I watched the the first Predator movie from eighty seven, I think. Great. Yeah. It's a banger. It's right. right. It, yeah, yeah, it reminds me why Arnie was a fucking rock star like with action movies. Like, it's just really good. He's so good. Now, um, when you watched the original Predator, did you go, oh, that's where that meme is from. Oh, that's where that yeah. meme is well, from. Well, I, I, knew where the, I knew where the meme was from, but watching the whole scene play out, uh, it's really cool Like the, when they, they finally embrace the, the arms. Uh, I mean, yeah. you know. Uh, Get to the chopper. That's right. Yeah, that I that I didn't know that that was where it was from. That was really cool. Uh, yeah, the movie's great. Uh, the 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 whole concept of it is cool. Like I love seeing when once Arnold's like when he's hunting the predator, like it's just so cool. Yeah. Um, but you love seeing those big fucking dudes get dropped by a predator. I mean, Jesse Ventura is like Jesse carrying Ventura, around like a yeah. fifty caliber gun, being a badass, and then you're like the predator's just like <laughs> yeah, you're done. There's two former governors in that film. One from <laughs> 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 Wow, way to way to bring it home. Um, 
I will uh, say if you if you want the first Predator or the whole franchise ruined for you, go look up the behind the scenes footage of the footage of the original Predator design. Oh yeah. It's bad. It's like it's like an orange walking duck thing. It's I'm gonna find a photo. Oh, that's yeah, it's, I want to see yeah, a photo because yeah, I don't think I Yeah. Um oh really? Hang on. Yeah, because no, as you bring that up, I was like, wait a minute, because I know when that Oh my out, god, look at this. Look at this. Okay. Hang on. Let's let me this. let me share my screen. Does um all right. It's not orange, but it's like I think they had the costume orange for when it goes um uh, anyway. Invisible. Here, yeah, let me share my screen. Um I think I did see Man Cave Theater points out Van Damme was supposed to be the Predator, but I think he wasn't big enough. Uh, right, right. Which, I mean, yeah, it, I think Van Damme would just, I would rather see him just as the... Oh, he's... <laughs> right? Um, so, and that's the and helmet. Then, the helmet can offer is that head. I think that's its head. And then when you see it moving, it's just ridiculous. Cause like the design of it is basically the actor's head would be like right down here, like in its yeah. chest, right? That's how tall it was. It's, oh, it's bad. It's really bad. Let me see if I can find you know, footage it, I of didn't, it. I didn't dislike it. I think it looks cool. I don't know that it's a predator, but it's, it's a cool the, design, but it's, it's the movement. Yeah. It, it's the movement here. Let me, uh, yeah, because the original Predator design is pretty awesome. The helmet, yeah. and the, the the mouth, and just all the gear. Danny, I, I I posted a link to a video in the private chat. Right, so if you up. want to show it, this, this is the, this is the, yeah. Bing <laughs> you want me to click on a Bing.com? <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Time this out. is Doc. this is the perfect excerpt. Just Danny going Bing.com. Bing. Doc, give me a second. We have to talk about this. Do you use Bing normally to as you're searching? <clears throat> All right. I just switched to it, and I'll tell you the reason why okay. is because yeah. you get reward points, and I can apply those to my uh, Xbox account to get Xbox credit to buy games. That's oh. how you get us Bing. That's it. See. More. I'm going to need more. Okay, oh, wow. I guess. I'll, I'll allow it. Oh. Okay, so here's here's some footage. Sorry for the audio listeners. <coughs> some quick footage of the, the Predator walking around. So it's that, it's that duck design. Yeah, okay. I think because they added, they threw the the orange. Um, yeah, okay. it... Where, there's got to be... Oh, come on. Show the actual footage of it moving. No, they tricked you. Just pictures. Just pitch Did they? Crap. I can see that. You, yeah, it's bad. You got to see it moving. It's like like lumbering along, and and the top kind of shakes because mm. again, it's it's top heavy, right? So the actor's head is kind of in its chest cavity. Maybe you should use um, You know what? They should sell it to the Washington Redskins and make it their new mascot. Uh, that would be Washington, good. It's just the Washington football team, sir. All right, well, hang on. Let yeah, me. Whatever. I will find this. I'll go to your precious Google. Hang on. Whatever they're called, <laughs> your precious Google. <laughs> I Don't make me invest in Google search engine. Don't make me invest uh, in Google. Well, uh, hold on now. Uh, first one and second one. How did you feel about? Okay, those so ones? yeah, so this was right because the second movie. I'm sorry if anybody loves it in the chat. It's trash. Yeah, I hated it. It, it is good, but, but I love I love uh, the the lead. I love Danny. Danny oh, Glover, Danny yeah. Glover, Danny Glover gave me 
So the problem is that now every time I see Danny Glover, I get the whole like he's just I feel like he's just playing his character from uh Lethal Weapon, Weapon where Weapon. he doesn't want to be there doing that shit. Like he's too old uh, for this shit. And then Gary Busey showed up and I was like, no, no. <laughs> oh man, Gary Busey always makes the film worse, and I'm always uh, in for it, man. He's <laughs> at that point break, he's playing the same guy. He's like this intense. It, uh, over the top, more, uh, yeah. So I did like uh, Paxton, Bill, Bill Paxton. Yes, Bill Paxton yes. wins this fucking movie. Another kill. He's been killed by both an alien and a predator. That's fantastic. I love that. <laughs> and the Terminator. Um, uh, and yeah. the Terminator. So yeah, the trilogy. I think of uh, of getting killed. So I uh, still recommend it. I think that there's a. I think the you should weird watch villains. It. The weird street villains of the Voodoo Gang is just really done poorly. It's but so the kills weird. in that room are awesome. And then also, you guys were around in the like more aware in the early nineties. Like, was was LA like super hot? Why is everyone sweating on every scene? <laughs> I, okay, here here's my theory. If you want to hear it, go watch. Again, a lot of films from the 70s, and there is this like this like focus on realism, right? Yeah. So actors tended to look sweaty and their hair was messed up. It wasn't all super like glamorous and and finely tuned. And I think that stretched into the 80s, but as the action films in the 80s took off, they wanted to emphasize the action side of it. So it's just like make everyone sweaty, right? Hey, 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 Rambo, hang on, let's spray all this like moisture on your chest before you shoot that gun. So. And this is John McTiernan, so this is also the Die Hard director, so I will not fault yeah. him. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense for that makes sense for the, the like the subway or the streets or the jungle, but like in the police station, why is everyone sweat? Also, why are there so many people at the police station? Like, yeah. Well, it, um, it, it, he also what's really weird is he uses this he uses everything to make it seem small. Like he shoots this like a TV movie. Yeah. Like he doesn't use like big giant scenes except a yeah. few times, and that's but, like in the voodoo kill scene. And yeah. uh, but everything else is very tight and like he's shooting like a TV movie. There are some cool kills. I also feel like they picked that specific gang because they also have dreadlocks, and I'm like, fuck off, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. Why are you trying to confuse the the, the, the police? Uh, but I want to read some comments real quick. So, uh, uh, Chili Peen, uh, imagine Predator versus the Thing combined, fused with a xenomorph. Uh, yeah, that would be fucking insane. Uh, I. We need another. We need to take another shot. At this alien versus predator thing. Okay, but but I will say you can put all the cool shit in it you want, but if you don't have the right director, it's going to turn out like Alien versus yeah. Predator, which was a shit fucking movie. Uh, the second ones, I need to rewatch them as part of this. I didn't rewatch those as part of this. Oh, all right, because because Requiem loved it. The one with Lance Hendrickson, they go into oh, the Antarctic. Okay, maybe maybe that's the good one then. That's I the good I, one. I remember I like one of them. The um, other one is Alien versus Predator, and again, shot like a shitty TV movie. They don't use any widescreen at all. They have one scene where the Predator comes into a kitchen where where, where a woman just turns, and he's like right there. But Predators yeah. are like eight foot tall, and so <laughs> they just use it to get the shot of him looking at her. And I'm like, it, yeah, it, uh, that movie is the if you watch all of them, skip Alien versus Predator because it really was just hard to. I'm a completist. Trust me. Nothing. Here, let me read some more comments. Uh, um, Gary Busey was supposed to be Arnold's character. That's fucking insane. Duh. Uh, 
Ugh. Like what Dutch comes, I guess it would make sense that Dutch could eventually be part of this government agency focused on tracking and killing these things because he has killed one in the past. So that would, I mean, I can see the leap. Uh, also, who's the guy in the room that said, huh, we can't get Arnold. What's Gary Busey doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, one more comment. I always admire scenes with tons of real extras, no camera tricks, Chilipine. I agree. I, I, I love when they add the realism to that. I just don't know why they were so, I mean, I've never been to LA, especially in the 90s. I don't know if everyone <laughs> was just hanging out at the police station. Uh, maybe they had a surplus of, of officers or interns or something. Um, but that leads us to my rewatch of the 2010 Predator, uh, Predator Predators. Uh, I love that movie. It's one of my favorite. Robert Rodriguez directed that. Uh, oh, awesome. It's, it's so cool. Like, if you're going to go back and rewatch some of these, uh, I think this was my favorite until I watched Prey. Uh, and then I also watched the 2018 The Predator. That movie sucks. Ass. It's probably worse than two. Uh, I only I was it. really down on the Robert Rodriguez one until I rewatched it and loved it. It, dude, I'm telling you, it shows so many cool concepts of like, oh yeah, they sh this is this is interesting. Like we could keep doing endless movies of this, of like the predators just taking their prey to a game reserve. Yeah. Um, you just have to buy into Adrian Brody as an action star. Right. That's really tough. But that was tough because I had just. I had just seen the penis recently when I first watched that movie, and I was like, okay. <laughs> "He's—I mean, he's—he's he's done it twice. He was also in uh, Kong Skull Island, right? No, uh, no, that's Tom. Yes. That's uh, that's Loki. Oh yeah, that. Oh yeah, that's right. I think he's it's, in the, Tom is he the King Kong movie. He might be in the King Kong movie. He Hang was on, in, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Is he okay? I just Topher, knew he was in Topher some Grace other. Is pretty funny. I mean, Topher Grace has a great turn in this film. Marshala Ali, Walter Goggins, Davy Trejo. Like, yeah. I would watch this movie just because of All these right. people. And then you add yeah. Alice Braga as this unknown. Because oh, this yeah. is like one of her early films where she's just like kicking ass. And I don't know if you guys like, I love the Topher Grace reveal close to the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh, so fucking cool. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. So Shane Black was in the first movie, and then he directed The Predator. Uh, first, I mean, I had never seen that movie because, oh, obviously there was a lot of bad press before anything even the, before the movie even came out. There was some stuff with one of the actors in it, uh, uh, so I was kind of off, put off by that. Anyways, I finally watched it because I wanted to watch everything, um, you know, for for this Predator movie, make a ranking, all that stuff. Uh, I, I'll say I watch it for work. Uh, but then, then we get to Prey. <laughs> Prey's fucking fantastic. Yeah. It's a, such a good movie. It's so well done. Um, yeah, I need to watch it. It's, yeah, it's on my do. list. You do. It's it's just really good. Uh, Clay, you've seen it. Just what do you think? It, what's cool is that you can watch it in the indigenous language. Yeah. Oh, wow. In the, in the yeah. That's awesome. And so it... it, it but what's really cool is there are other languages in there that they don't bother to translate for you. Yep. So there, there's some. So you're almost you're watching it with um, the the uh, Naru. Yeah, with Naru because you don't understand what they're saying. There's like one guy who can translate a little bit, but it's I love her story. I love seeing her interact with her tribe, and 
uh, you know, I saw someone tweet, and I can't remember who it was, that was kind of complaining about having this woman who had to prove herself. I think I think women who were in these tribes uh, were never treated as warriors or they were like, you know, the people who stayed back at camp and all the men went and hunt. This woman mm-hmm. had to prove herself. I mean, unless we're telling an original indigenous story by indigenous people that that know the history and have that example to prove mm-hmm. it to us. It was great to see someone who was doubted, who came back. I mean, like e- even the stuff with the animals in there was fantastic. I mean, I know it was CGI, but like, I didn't care. Like it was just really yeah. good. Yeah. Really cool. The bear um, scene was fantastic. We have a question. Was it filmed twice? So originally the intent was to both shoot it in uh, English and Comanche, uh, but they ended up just doing a dub of the language so it's a, it's a dub like it'll just be like a dub of the comanche uh, language but it is voiced by the actors that are in the movie because most of them are uh from indigenous background so yeah really cool stuff i really liked it i i don't know why this movie wasn't in theaters uh i think it would have been a really i know right i'm yeah. glad i'm glad i got to watch it at home uh, like immediately oh, yeah yeah because i wouldn't um, have seen it in a theater i wouldn't have been able to but I, it made me rewatch all the Predator movies, except yeah, Prometheus, yeah. which I think is the biggest pile of shit. Never watched that. Wait, what? Oh, did you watch? Wait, all I the, thought did you say all the Alien movies. Oh no, I'm sorry. I started to go into the Alien movies because when okay. you finish the I, Predator movies, it goes into the Alien oh. movies. Oh, you just wanted, okay. Got, I, you just wanted to shit on Prometheus. Got it. I'll always shit on Prometheus. I was about to be like, wait, I thought Prometheus was an alien thing, not a predator thing. And then I mean, my worlds were slamming together it again. It could be all connected to baby peace cannon, right? <laughs> well, in the in the chat, Chili Bean says his friend says, I I'm assuming it's the uh, Rodriguez predator film that's in the Tarantino universe. Oh, that would make sense. Oh, I'd love to see how they tie it together. Did any yeah. of you happen to pick up Predator uh, the comic? Yes. Mm-mm. Ed Ed Brisson. Oh, this is fun. It is. I, cool. I really enjoyed this. Uh, just getting into all the Predator movies and grabbing that book, uh, it was it's a great setup for a story. And if you enjoyed, I would say if you enjoyed Prey, uh, the first two Predators, uh, I would check it out. It's definitely worth uh, spending some cash on. Yeah, yeah. I see your comment. I won't. We don't read the chat, Josh. Ah. <laughs> no, but it's it, it's funny because the there's there's this stuff in the in the. There's like a credit animation. There's not a end credit scene. It's just like through the animation of it. Uh, like it tells you, it tells you how to do that. Uh, Man Cave Theater. I would also love to see Donny Cates tackle the Predator story. Ooh, that would be good. Uh, yes. Big fan of Cates here in the, in the podcast. All of us really. Um, okay. Uh, I think enough. I, I've taken up enough of your time with Predator stuff. Uh, so uh, we, I could talk Predator all day, man. Let's uh, talk back to. Let's trust back to Clay. What else? What else you got since? Um, This concludes part one of our free-for-all discussion. Please stay tuned for part two, where we will talk about way more stuff.
Thanks for joining us. You can find Next Issue on Twitter at Next Issue Pod, on Twitch at Next Issue, and on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast. You can find Clay on Twitter at Clay underscore Harrison, Kyle at Kylepedia, Adrian at Adrian underscore Harry, Daniel at Echo Spider, and Josh at Cosmosis. Hail Bebo.